on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you on a Thursday, February 18th. Uh, LA Galaxy and Christian Pavone. We're just going to nickname this right off the bat, the Christian Pavone Show. I don't know how else to get around that. Uh, it seems to be the only news that's out there. It's the only thing that is constantly stirring around it. We are going to have a, uh, a Tech Green second kit update for you as well. Um, just, a, just an image that finally got uh, snuck out of somewhere, some bunker deep in the hills. Uh, so we have that as well. Uh, so between those two things, and I'm sure some side tangents, uh, we're going to get you uh, a lots of uh, interesting info here on your LA Galaxy tonight. All right, to help me do that, uh, it's the hammer himself, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's it's going fantastic. We've got Tech Green, we've got Pavone, we've got a fully justified reason to be in the 8 p.m. primetime slot, competing with friends, complete, competing with Seinfeld. We're ready to go. Uh, some hot LA Galaxy talk. I'm excited. I, I was going to say, you, you, you're really dating yourself by going back uh, uh, that far, but uh, that's uh, that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, here is the, the the sort of rundown, and let me let me just start at the beginning because this is sort of the night I had. Um, I just finished uh, an, an interview with uh, Megan Riza, uh, formerly of uh, Spectrum Sportsnet, sideline reporter for the LA Galaxy, um, and so I was excited to bring you that interview. Um, I'll tell you that the video file is not cooperating with me even a little bit tonight um, in order to try to get it over and and produced into the show. So I'm just going to save it and I'm going to save it for the next show. Um, and that way you're still going to get, you know, all of the the Megan Reza interview that you deserve because it's I think it's at least 15 minutes of, uh, of really good conversation. So you're going to get that. It's just not going to be in this show tonight, which sort of puts us in a bit of a bind here, Eric, because <laughs> I, I think I mentioned two things there at the top of the show that we were going to talk about. Right. Um is that is there more than two things really that that you think that we we can talk about tonight? No, that's it, and that's kind of the unfortunate part of the technical difficulties. Is I w- I I wasn't there when you recorded the Megan Reza interview, so I was actually looking forward to that and getting a little fifteen minute break. Uh, but we'll we'll see how that goes. So uh, Tech Green, Christian Pavone, I think everything else you covered because you moved to a Tuesday show with the Panda, so there was that. So. Uh, yeah, light show, but we've we've made more with less, I think. So so we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, a fun one tonight, I'm sure. Uh, lots of Christian Pavone stuff. So I mean, I guess the the question here is, do you want to start with Christian Pavone and then finish with Tech Green, or do you want to start with Tech Green jersey and then and then go back to, for backwards? How how do you want to do it? I say we go with Tech Green. Let's start with Tech Green and then uh, you know leave the people wanting a little bit more with the Pavone news. Okay. Uh, then what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and give you a little bit, uh, just a sneak peek, just a sneak peek. And, and Eric, I'm pretty sure your audio is not going to work through this picture. Um, you know, because that's sort of, I I was going to say that's, it feels like that's how our life is going in this particular show, uh, right now is that, uh, things aren't exactly working the way that we want to, but I'm going to show it on the screen for everybody. Um, and sort of see if we can, we can take a quick look at it. Uh, it looks it looks pretty nice, and that is an authentic that we're seeing right there. Um, it's the one with the five stars. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, what?" So the uh, so the uh, let's see how they said it exactly. So the the replicas get the big crest, but the authentics don't get a crest. And I was like, I was like, that's that's not exactly how all this stuff works. Actually, 
how it works is that on those tech green, um, Eric, on those, on those, the, the authentics, um, it actually seems to work in that, uh, the crest is very, as a very thin, like ironed on applique. So that way there's not a big bump sticking out on your chest whenever you go to like try to get the ball and it bounces sideways off the crest. Is that, that's usually how, how it looks, right? Yeah. And the, the most recent years, that's kind of how, how it, it's worked. Uh, it, it, it's a little bit counterintuitive that the, the replicas, um, you know, the way that they're on, it's, a it's, it's fastened a little bit differently than the the authentics, the heat press on the authentics, uh, because it's a different style of the, of the patch. It, it attaches a little bit different. So that's one of the major differences aside from the stars themselves is, uh, you know, the way the patch looks. So a little minor preference, but it does give a little, uh, you know, you, you can definitely feel the difference between the authentics and the material of the Jersey. Uh, it definitely feels like a more athletic, feel you know it's a little a little slimmer slimmer cut uh if that's what you're looking for uh it's something that's it's it's a little bit frustrating as a fan because it's probably something in the last five to six years where there's been a difference happens with nike it's happened with adidas between the replica is it's getting the replica looks cheaper and cheaper than the authentic uh, it seems like each year they make it a little less quality. So that's that's the unfortunate thing that if you really want a good quality jersey, you you have to spring for the authentic. Not that there's anything wrong, you know. If, if budget, uh, you know, is, is a concern, you go with the the authentic or the replica from a aesthetic point of view. Right. But as far as like the actual construction of it, you know, sixty dollar difference is asking a lot. Uh, that's a big jump. It's almost another jersey if you're buying for a family of four and you're including some of those youth jerseys. So you you might be better off. Uh, you know, buying buying the replica, which is unfortunate, but it's just uh, it's just the way things are. Is <laughs> but uh, those stars are important. So for if you're a diehard and it's worth it, and maybe you get the one, uh, the one kid a year or whatever it is, then maybe it's worth it to spring for the authentic. So it's exciting though. The co- the colors are the colors are great. The quality looks good, and then all of the the hype videos le- leading up to it. That I know that's definitely gotten me excited uh, with, with all the videos that the Galaxy have been posting leading up to it. And then from my understanding, too, is that the authentics really should be more in quotation marks because they're authentic in design and they look very much like the kits that the players wear. But a player issued kit is still different than an authentic kit. There's little there's little differences in weight and sizing um, and a bunch of different things. So if you ever get a player worn or a sometimes they have like event worns or warm up worn uh, jerseys kits however however they want to do it um, the players uh, the players issue is the ultimate in terms of like you know the echelon of, of kits there's a, there are some I think some slight differences in quality between player issue and then um, all the way uh, coming back now the the one thing that we haven't seen is the back of that authentic kit. Uh, and I know it was quite the uh, the firestorm, let's say, uh, quite the firestorm whenever you're talking about uh, the whether or not there's a blank back or not. I, I still think and I think I'm, I'm I'm correct in this. There's going to be a square box that's blank for the numbers. Basically, the n- number box itself is going to be is going to be blank. So that way the numbers can be uh, placed on the jersey and there's no interference from the line. So they're easily read. I think they do this for TV reasons. They also do it for, uh, I believe, uh, referee reasons. So the referees can see uh, the numbers really easy. But I imagine that there's a box there, unlike the replicas, where it's a blank back. Um, maybe the blank back even looks better than the box. I'm not sure, but we're expecting that there's a box on the back and not a blank back, right? Yeah, the same thing happened with the Night Navy. I feel like, have we talked about this? Yes, we did. We did. <laughs> I just I just want to recap. I just want to make yeah, sure everybody's... It's, it's uh, the, So yeah, the it happened with the Night Navy where there's... Uh, a little bit of a box where you'll have some striping on the bottom uh, and then have that number set up uh, so you can clearly see the number on the back. Uh, so you're right. It, it's something uh, we've also talked about it. When you look at teams overseas that have stripes, it's common to have that box there so you can clearly see the numbers for TV. So it's easy to announce. And, and that's the reason for that. And then uh, just going back for <laughs> there's all the speculation of what color the numbers are, are going to be. And if you look at that badge with the, you know, the badge being white, it's like the numbers are going to be white. Some people were hoping for like a silver for gold kind of like how the the old numbers used to be uh back in 97 but it looks like it's probably going to be white to go with the stripes and to go with the crest so that that just makes it interesting so yeah the box not a big deal i i agree those who say that the the full blank back looks better than just the little stripes on the bottom 
you know, that's not a bad opinion either. So maybe that sways you into getting uh, the replica versus the authentic also. Yeah, I mean, uh, I fixed the audio, by the way. Um, no, I, I think I think if you're looking at the, the crest and everything like that, I think you said something, you texted me. I think this was you. I'm pretty sure it was you. Who knows? I get a lot of text messages, but usually it's you. Um, you texted me and said, if when you combine this with the Silver Sash uh, home kit, and then you go to the this this tech green, you know, authentic uh, throwback second kit that there is not a better combination in Major League Soccer um, whenever you look at it. I agree. That was me. Okay. I did. I okay, did text you that. Good. <laughs> and I'll stand that by that by that opinion. Uh, and there's a very specific reason why I have that opinion. So the the silver sash was a little bit polarizing for some people. Some people are ready to get rid of the sash. Other people love it. Um, me, I, I like the sash identity. It's just maybe the silver was a little bit of a miss. But I think when you look at it, um, you look at the sash and you look at the 25th anniversary jerseys that came out. Uh, and when you look at them, very few of them had unique elements that made them interesting. Uh, the silver sash made the LA Galaxy kit unique. Then you look at the tech green and you look at these stripes and there is no other away kit in the league like this one. You know, that. The closest would be Atlanta from a couple years ago, but you saw if their their most recent version does not look like this, and it's it's it, I'd say this one even looks even better because you have the third color uh, with the gold in there. Oh. So I, I think when you combine you know this look with, with unique stripes honoring the past, and then the sash with the first one, I don't think you'll find a better uh, two jersey combination between the teams, especially when you look at the jerseys that are coming out. MLS, you know, taking all kinds of flack for the plain white shirts, just yes. basically a plain white jersey with little faint details. And then you look at the other end of it, then it's a plain black jersey. You look at Montreal. Montreal had a really nice identity uh, with the impact when they were, you know, had their stripes, their blue and black stripes. And they went just, you basically got a black t-shirt today. Hey, uh, did, with the same thing. Did you look closely at that though? Did you, did you see the yeah. ghost, the ghosted black design? Yeah. It's nicer up close than it is far away, <laughs> but I mean, you're not going to be up close to these. You're going to be yeah. far away from them. You need, you need the magnifying glass to get it. And it has, you know, with the new uh, Montreal logo, the Club de Foot, you you have the the maple leaf or whatever it is. You have that on there. So I get that they're incorporating those elements. But when you pull back and you zoom out and you're watching this on TV, like, like most people are going to be watching this, uh, it's unimpressive. It's a black T-shirt. And so I'll stand by my take that this is the LA Galaxy have the best two jersey combination in the league. They may they may get the wooden spoon Again, but they uh, they definitely have the best jersey combination, hands down. Finish first in the closet, last on the standings. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if it, how how that plays out and whether or not that is uh, that that's true. Um, the only other thing question that I still have is what are the shorts going to look like? Like what's what's how's this kit going to finish out? Are the shorts going to be striped as well? Are they going to be a solid green wow. color? Are they going to be black? <laughs> I mean, are they going to be gold? They're not going to be gold. Although that would be a pretty flashy. Uh, number there. Um, so whenever you look at that and, and trying to figure out what the combination is, you know, I don't want to see them wearing, you know, like some mismatched shorts with this. You need to have the full kit going. And I want to see what that entire, listen, I'm proud. I think maybe, you know, like you, you you're going to buy the whole thing. You're going to buy the shorts and the socks too. Cool. Yeah. Full, There's a full kit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's just I want to see the whole thing now. Now, now you've piqued my interest. Um, I'll say this again, and I don't think people listen to me uh, whenever I said it, or at least they didn't hear me whenever I said what I said. Uh, this kit comes out on two twenty four. The LA Galaxy have been announcing that uh, people are buying the replicas already in stores because some Adidas stores, you know, can't read and don't know when the kits are coming out, so they've released them, <laughs> um, which is hysterical. Because if you've been in our Discord at all today, it's been people talking about which Dick's Sporting Goods or Adidas stores yep. has the kit open. Um, it's it, it'll be it, it it's it's one of those, but um, they come out on two twenty four. You need to order this. When it comes out, I have this sinking suspicion that Adidas and the LA Galaxy do not understand what they have here, and they're going to sell out of these fast, and I don't know that they ever come. One of the, the, the one kit that this reminds me of is the black and gold third, right, in 2012, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. That third kit got produced in limited numbers. It because went it was a third kit. Because it was a third kit. It went mm -hmm. away. And they never made more like it. It was not like they filled this. Maybe they got two shipments in total at the store at the stadium and that was it. And it went away and that now you can't buy replicas of that jersey. 
um, you know, like on eBay and stuff like that for like $100, which is ridiculous because, you know, it's a replica. Um, but a lot they didn't make authentics in that third kit <laughs> for people to buy. Um, there are some authentics floating around out there, but it's just this is what I'm trying to say is do not wait. Do not wait. Yeah. Do not. You should already have been saving your money. If you need to sell kidneys or, you know, blood transfusion, whatever <laughs> you need to do, get it done now, because when they come out on 224, they're going to they're going to come out. Yeah. So, so I saw in the chat. Shout out to Madam Serrano. He said black shorts or we riot. And I agree. It's going to be black shorts. Yeah. And it, so <laughs> the, the one thing that this doesn't give you, uh, I used to like when the galaxy had blue away kits and then you would be able to pair the white Jersey with the blue shorts and uh -huh. give a unique look. Those right. probably like a preseason only there for some reason against Colorado is when they wore those. So, uh, you, you don't get that same, uh, versatility when you go a completely different color, uh, with the away Jersey. Uh, but to your point on, you know, you need to snap these up quick. Uh, and speaking of Madame Serrano, it reminds me, there was an Anthem jacket a couple years ago, uh, when the five stars yes. returned mm -hmm. and it was, it was a very, it looked really sharp. It had, uh, you know, it didn't have the Adidas stripe It had, uh, you know, type the kind of a typeface along the stripe. Right. And I bought that quickly because there were Anthem jackets in the past where I said, you know what, I'll wait, you know, it goes on sale on, on world soccer shop or, or, or fanatics. It goes on sale later on and you'll be able to you know, uh, snatch it up on a deal. And then. They sell out in stadium. You're not able to find it again, and then it's gone. So I think this jersey, you're right. It is going to probably have something similar if you're able to right now. Uh, you know, definitely go out and, and, and scoop them up because, um, you know, these they may have printed limited quality quantities. Uh, and to your point about some Adidas stores and some Dick Sporting Goods, you know, they're, they're not eagle-eyes into MLS and waiting for leaks. You know, it shows up in the back. And they're like, oh, we got New Jersey. Let's throw them out there, not realizing what it is. Uh, so, of course, of course, things like that are, are going to happen. So that's kind of the funny thing. But that also tells you uh, that, you know, maybe there's not going to be more. The one caveat and maybe the positive is this is the first year of the cycle. So if it sells like crazy, that could be an incentive. But we also know that, you know, they only with a two year cycle, who knows if they only put a certain amount. I don't know how that works in the merchandising yeah. department and the 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 supplier uh, the supplier, ch the supply chain, but, uh, that, that's the one positive. It's the first year of the cycle. So if it goes crazy, th there may be an incentive uh, for a repeat or a reprint. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll say you, you bring up a good point about the second year. The second year is important and because this isn't a third kit. There is going to be a second year. We you already know that, right? So there's a chance to adjust the supply and demand in the second year. I just, I still wouldn't wait. It just, it's one of those that you're going to be really, really, upset about if you wait um and i see the people they're like oh i'm gonna order 10 you know or i'm gonna order this many or i know people are discussing which numbers and names people going out there and getting that pavone kit that number 10 pavone kit with a, a little uncertainty around that uh one other thing i want to say that the discord did a good job of and and there's other places that um that certainly could find it but uh if you were big into night navy if you're big into the glitch um you can get an authentic glitch from i think the marshals in aliso viejo for ten dollars right now, yeah, and that's 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 my my old uh, that was my old secret. Uh, you know, it seems like the galaxy have blown up into a uh, into a, a much bigger entity, and and collecting jerseys is a much bigger thing. My old move was waiting until the next season, and then it would eventually end up at, at a Marshalls somewhere near you, right? And then and then you're able to uh, to pick it up at Marshalls. You get a nice authentic. Uh, the very next year, I think I have one. Uh, I think I have a 2011 mm -hmm. home kit that I got at Marshall's because it was available the next year. Uh, so that used to be the move. But I think right now you look at almost like base, you know, uh, sports cards are now a big thing. Baseball cards, basketball cards. That seems to that's a very popular thing that's come back. So if you're patient and you, you want to buy a bunch of kits in anticipation that, you know, seven years from now, eight years from now, there's going to be an eBay market and a markup. Uh, you know, maybe you're able to to offload these a little bit later on. So if you if you're willing to play the long game, so that's kind of the funny thing. Uh, <laughs> my my old Marshall's hack is no longer definitely no longer a thing. I haven't seen that work in a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, unless you want one, plenty of, and, unless yeah. unless you want one that nobody really. The, Night Navy was accepted, but it was yeah. never loved. It's it's similar yeah. to the Silver Sash. I think it was it's accepted, yeah. but it's not loved. Um, so anyway, that uh, that should 224 is is supposedly when it's going to be out. Um, so get ready to pre-order and get your uh, get your names in and all that fun stuff. So um, I'm thinking about getting one for the studio. 
uh, and I was thinking about putting, you know, COG on the back. And I think 14 was, was that the number I said you told you? I think because yeah, it's our 14th, 14th season. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's our 14th season covering uh, the LA Galaxy. So uh, maybe we'll get one for the studio and eventually get that frame. That thing is going to be, it's going to be a good one. All right. <laughs> um, let's get on to a, a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I, I mean a lot of Christian Pavone. And here's the thing about all this is that, um, let's start with like some of the caveats at the beginning. I've been told specifically from, from people who have had dealings uh, inside the front office um, with this deal and how it's going to not trust anything you see that comes out of Argentina. Basically that there's a lot of false information running around there. If you've been following the rumor tracker um, and uh, if you haven't, that's fine too. But if you've been following the rumor tracker, it's starting to become the Pavone tracker because there's like an update (laughs) every day, Eric, where I have to go in and clarify or correct or, and Here's, here's the thing. When it comes to the LA Galaxy, I can tell you what the LA Galaxy are thinking because I can talk to people at the LA Galaxy and understand. I don't have that with Boca, and I'm I'm starting to imagine that very few people have that um, at Boca because the stuff that comes out of Argentina about the team tends to be wrong um, a lot of the times, or certainly speculation. Um, so I can I can tell you what the LA Galaxy are thinking. I can't tell you what, what Boca are thinking, and that's just the way it's going to have to be um, for this. So... Let's, that, that's one one thing I want to add on because I I do think you get there some, there's a, some uh, some Boca listeners or Boca Boca supporters who find out what's going on and they kind of uh, either come at, at quotes or, or whatever it is or whether it's on Twitter or, or in YouTube and I just want to mention this is a corner of the galaxy it's it's a galaxy podcast there's going to be an obvious slant in the galaxy's direction it's going to you know give the galaxy perspective and share that side so it's going to be more favorable of the galaxy than it is to boca so yes of course boca is going to look uh, you know they're they're the the warring faction on the other side of this so they're not going to be painted to look uh you know the best and and that's the things that we're being fed we're being fed that side of the story as well so so understand that that's that's part of it that's the side that you're getting uh, and that's okay because that's that's the perspective that we're coming at it from. So just want to throw that out there. Why people, you know, what it it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Well. Uh, so let's get to our first sort of update on this. And there's here's the here are the things that we're going to talk about. Pavone had surgery on both of his ankles. We're going to tell you a little bit about that. Um, reports then came out that Christian Pavone, who is under, I would say, uh, official investigation from what I can tell for uh, the sexual assault allegations. Um, had his travel had a travel restriction placed on him. Uh, Pavone's lawyers then put out a statement that said most of those details are bunk, um, and we're going to tell you how how they are. And there is no travel restriction. And then the court put out a statement about the travel restrictions and some of the things that are going on. Those are the things that we need to cover here um, in the remainder of the show. And there's a lot of nuance to this, and it's it's exhausting trying to cover and figure out what is true and what is not true. I can't vouch for any of this because it's coming from unofficial sources. It's being put out on on Twitter. And we see so often that these things, you know, aren't necessarily true. The one thing we can tell you is that Christian Pavone on his Instagram put up the statement from his lawyers. Uh, the one thing we can tell you is there's a picture of Christian Pavone after he had surgery uh, with his thumb up with his thumb up saying, hey, you know, everything's good to go. Um, and then there's a lot of other stuff. There's there's some good reporters that are doing stuff. And we have some some really interesting stuff that John Rojas picked up. Um, our good buddy John, uh, who I need to have back on the show here to explain all of this Christian Pavone thing again, um, but from Christian Pavone's father, um, so we can talk about that as well. So let's start with the surgery, Eric. Um, the the fibrosis of the ankles, basically um, some some extra little bones uh, in there. I, you you actually looked it up to see what it <laughs> is, um, and then the, the the number of bones that they pulled out of Christian Pavone's ankles were thirteen, right? Thirteen small bones. Yeah. Well, that's what his dad had mentioned, right? Uh, but but arthrofibrosis is what we were told the condition was that he was going in to have uh, the surgery on. And basically it's a buildup of scar tissue around the joints. It makes it difficult, you know, restricts joint movement. It's more common in the knee, but it, you know, obviously it can happen in the ankle as well. And when you look at the the pictures from surgery, I know he's posted a picture of him from the hospital bed, but there were pictures circulating on Twitter and, and around uh, um, the Discord and, and Reddit of the actual 
deposits that were removed from his ankle. And it looks like I, I joked around. It look, they look like baby teeth. Okay. You know, it looks yep. like there was, uh, they pulled his, his twin out of his ankle there. Right. So, you know, th- there's bone fragments, there's tissue. It just looks like, uh, if, if you've ever watched, uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, it looks like the, the, the spoils of her results there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, if you have a little bit of a weak stomach, it might not be for you. But when you look at what the description of what the injury was, uh, it's in line with if this was collecting scar tissue and then was hardening and calcifying, making it difficult for him to run. And then we'll talk about his dad, what his dad was saying a little bit later. You can see how this is something that, you know, we were we didn't know if this was a negotiation or a ploy to uh, that the surgery maybe was. Uh, a phantom surgery, but when you see what was removed from his ankle, you could see this. If this guy was playing with this in his ankles, and he was still able to produce, you know, credit credit to him for gritting it out and playing every minute of every game uh, during last season, because because that must not have been easy to play through this. No, it seems like uh, you know they talk about being in pain, and 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 we can get to those. So um, he has surgery in the ankles. While the surgery thing is sort of playing out, uh, by the way, expected to be out for two months. Um, doesn't really impact the LA Galaxy that much, except that the out for two months usually means until he can start training again. And then so there's going to be some time and some uh, delay. Um, and so if you're the LA Galaxy, you're imagining that on April 17th, if you do sign Christian Pavone, um, that he may not be 100% ready for that April 17th start. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but you know, you're know you already cutting it close on a lot of these things. Um, and we'll see how fast he recovers too. Sometimes that's a, that's a much quicker thing. This was not... Uh, a very invasive surgery from what we've been told the the it wasn't a very like you know a taxing surgery on the body um it was somebody cutting into you and taking things out of you so that is uh that is certainly a, a part of, a part to this um however if you uh if you look at what it is i think that you can expect that christian pavone will be better off after this surgery than um, then worse off right a lot of times whenever players have surgery you sit there and say well they may never be 100% again this might get Christian Pavone back to 100%. And if that's the case, then what you saw wasn't 100% Christian Pavone. Um, the guy played, what, every minute of every game um, yep. and and did it with like three days rest in most cases on a congested. And apparently he was in pain the whole time uh, and doing that. So uh, if you can understand yep. those things, then what Christian Pavone had done, Eric, should uh, lead us to believe that he is going to be better if he indeed comes back to the LA galaxy, which is certainly a question. I think it's a question mark in yeah. my mind. Yeah. I, you, you make a great point about him not being there for the beginning of the season. And if it's a, a six week until he's back training, then obviously that's not six weeks and he's ready to go on the field. There's going to need to be some buildup of fitness and, and ready, getting ready to go before he's, he's playing. But you're right. There are surgeries, which players after having surgery, you wonder, are they going to be able to bounce back? Is this something that can, uh, really damage their career or is this something that just a procedure that needs to be done to help them out and i think when you look at the things that were removed say if he was in pain and having difficulty making cuts or difficulty uh gaining acceleration that this is something that's going to make it easier give him more mobility and you think if he was as fast as he was last season and was able to cut inside like he was last season and he's going to be even sharper because of this it is promising so obviously you never know recovery time uh, and and how how the body heals, everyone handles it differently. Uh, but it is promising that this is the type of surgery uh, that you know is people are able to bounce back from and maybe even be better off for it, which is exciting. All right, so we get through the surgery, and then we find out uh, later that day uh, that they want to talk about um, Christian Pavone and a possible travel restriction. Uh, basically, his accuser was asking a judiciary, a court of some sort, because there's a different sorts of courts uh, down in Argentina uh, than they are here in the United States. So um, judges usually figure out, I believe, the punishment um, and don't necessarily try the case. It's the prosecutor who tries the case, and then once there is uh, there is um, you know some sort of conviction or something like that, a prosecutor, a judge would then issue sentence. Uh, it's weird how that sort of happens, and I'm not 100% sure on it, but it's different than here, so understand that whenever you see this. So whenever you see a note from the prosecutor's office that comes out here a little bit later, uh, you understand that that's more like a court uh, putting out a, a statement uh, coming out. So uh, a judiciary branch certainly putting out a, a statement on, on how things are going. But basically there was a report that came out that said that there was a travel restriction placed on Christian Pavone, that he would not be allowed to leave the country um, as these charges were investigated and things sort of came about, right? And it seems that there's a formal process in place um, that that 
is happening, um, that the investigations are being done um, and that things are looking. So, you know, obviously we updated our story on the 17th yesterday uh, with that information. And then late last night, uh, Christian Pavone's lawyers came out with a statement. Um, and in that statement, there's a, there's a whole bunch of different things in here. I'll, I'll try to sort of it's long and it's legalese and there's a whole bunch of things, but basically they're saying there is no travel restriction, um, that Christian Pavone is doing all this as a volunteer. He's volunteered with the prosecutor. He's gone in on his own accord, Eric. He's doing all these things to try and clear his name. Um, and that there is no travel restriction. He can basically do whatever he wants, uh, because he's cooperating and that he hasn't been charged with anything. And you know, that's, that's sort of the paraphrase on that. So then that turns everything back around. So it goes from travel restriction to, to, no travel restrictions. So when I went to bed last night, I figured, okay, well, coming from Christian Pavone, who posted it on his Instagram, coming from his lawyers, that's about as good a source as you can get in this particular thing. And if you, you read that and you translate it and you put it into a, a, a correct sort of uh, understanding of what you think the legal system looks like that, it was, okay, well, this isn't as big a deal as it was. And apparently, you know, people were just making too big a deal about it. So everything sort of got ratcheted back down. Is that sort of where, when you went to bed last night, that's sort of where, where you sat? <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes and no, because one, I'm just kind of, I, I've really reached my, my, you know, my limit with, with Christian Pavone just because of the, this whole saga going back and forth, the offering the deals, the not offering the deals, the sexual allegations coming forward, uh, and then the rebuttals and it going back and forth. And I also just want to say up front that I think we're past the point of, stating our opinions. I think you've made your opinion clear. I've, I've made my opinion clear that if, if this is something uh, that turns out to be true, then obviously the galaxy have put themselves in a bad decision in a bad situation. This could end up being a, v- a really bad investment, uh, you know, and it's a high risk because he's not currently one of those players. So we're kind of done. We're past that point uh, of giving our opinions on that. At this point, we're just going through and sharing the news aspect as far as this is what was said on one side. This is what's said on the other. The galaxy seemed to continue to be pursuing. And so that the galaxy, you would hope have uh, as much information as possible, because if they are going to make a multi-million dollar investment, you would hope that they have as many facts as possible and as many things on their side uh, to make this go well for them. So uh, when you look at it, it, it's unfortunately it's, it's a, he said, he said, she said type of thing. But you know, when, when someone, uh, you know, he's been quick to re- respond and, and not that that makes it right or wrong, but he's been quick to respond as, as these allegations come out, uh, you know, against him. He's responded when it's come about, out about the the court order about not allowing he's come out and responded to that. So he seems to be following all the right steps and seems to be cooperating and, and he's letting everyone know that he's cooperating with the process. So whatever's going on and whatever ends up being, um, you know, whatever shakes out at the end of this, it seems like Pavone and his team are 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 cooperating and uh, that could be a promising sign. And the fact that the galaxy haven't cut bait, that could also be a promising sign that maybe they have more information on this than the people on the outside looking in that they feel comfortable with him. And and that also speaks volumes uh, to the rest of the team that, you know, if you're someone who's on the galaxy and you find yourself amongst legal troubles that you're, and you you're presumed innocent or you feel like you, or you're presenting your case in your club, is having your back on this. I think that that says a lot as well. So uh, if you're LA galaxy teammate, you're seeing this, you're seeing the club uh, support their player when, you know, presume, presume that he has, has a case and he's in the right here. Uh, you know, it's a positive sign. Obviously if it all goes wrong, the galaxy could end up in uh, a very embarrassing situation, but if it, everything goes right and you know, you want to be the optimist in this kit situation, that's unfortunate. The allegations, if, if they turn out to be uh, an act of slander, which is what his lawyer is claiming, then that's unfortunate. But at least you, you, the galaxy as an organization, players around the league see, well, they, they took the side of their player or they at least waited it out and helped them. They didn't bail on him. They helped with the surgery or, or they stick stuck around. They checked in with them. They still maintain communications. Those are good things. So at least uh, regardless of how it shakes out, I think the galaxy are, are showing that they're, uh, you know, taking the player side and, and being a player friendly organization. When you look in the past that with a few minor missteps, they've generally been a pretty player friendly organization, which is the kind of reputation that you want to have. Yes, it does. Um, I hit the mute button and then I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> that, that happened. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, it was going. Um, yeah, I mean, they seem to be doing all the uh, all the correct stuff. I'll, I'll tell you again, you know, my opinion you've heard, so I, I don't need to share it. 
Um, the LA Galaxy's part, uh, they feel confident. Um, they have felt confident. They clearly know something that that we don't know, um, or they're at least more confident than us for reasons that are sort of unclear. Um, and because of that, that is where that that's where they're going. Now, the the interesting part about this is this morning, basically, there was another update to the whole story, um, and that's as the the judicial side of things actually put out a press release, and it was more like, hey, being we got so many requests about this, being we were talking about so many things that people kept bothering us about we have to put out a statement and that's on you know here in the united states i don't know that you would see a judge put out a statement they usually just put out orders and everybody reads the yeah. order and, and that type of thing but in this particular case um they had a, a press release that came out um for from the court or from the judicial system itself uh and in there it reiterates that yes there is some sort of travel restriction from what we can tell um and it's a it, it it doesn't seem like it's going to be a problem. But basically, if uh, Christian Pavone wants to relocate outside to the United States, then he has to give reasons and motivations why that would be the case. Right. And so to me, that's saying, OK, well, if I tell you I have a job in the United States and I'm going to go there, then, you know, they're sort of going to be like, OK, that that's a good reason for you to move. You know, like, yeah, you can yeah. do that. You need to earn a living. We're not going to keep you from doing that right now. Um, and so you can do that. It feels to me in the way that I read this and, you know, through Google Translate. So we'll see how good that is. And, and certainly I've talked to some Spanish speakers about it as well, just to make sure I get the gist of things. Um, it seems to me that, you know, when you look at this, you can say the, the bar that they've set for his travel restriction is a low bar. Right. It's not one that's impossible to clear. And it certainly would. It certainly hints at the fact that it can be overcome by giving motivations, basically, for wanting to do it. So, um you know, his lawyers, I think, kind of split hairs on this, which is, yeah, there's they they sort of said, hey, there's no travel restriction, which there is. But it's more like a travel inquiry. Like, why are you going here? Just tell us and then we will go ahead. But I mean, anytime, Eric, if you had to ask a judge in order to go to a different state, um, then that's not exactly nothing's going on. Right. Yeah. I was just going to give the other spin, but you make an excellent point. I was going to say if this were something and again, it marks to the more positive side. If it was something where there were some damning evidence and it seemed like things were not going in, in his direction, then they wouldn't most likely wouldn't allow him to leave the country. It'd be like, we're we're keeping here because things don't look good and we want to make sure you don't flee. If there are ways where it's, the, it's written in a way where they can grant him uh, permission to leave or whatever it is, it seems like he, you know, would, with a low bar set is able to leave the country, then that Makes makes you hesitate. Makes you think. Well, maybe there's not as much to this, and and it's it's looking nice on Pavone's side. But to your point, just having to ask a judge for permission to it not to do anything that's not a good sign. So that that's the other side of it. If you want to take the negative angle, you could say, listen, uh, I the, I don't need to ask a judge when I need to leave the state or leave the country. Right. So you know. So well, obviously, well, you don't have to ask because you have the ankle ankle monitor on. They know where that's you're. That's very at. true. Yes. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I, I was going to say, if you yeah. want to tie it into the the stuff that's happening here in the United States, somebody who was at the uh, the Capitol insurrection um, got to go to Mexico on a vacation. You know, had to ask a judge to do it, but but then still got to go. So I mean, you know, there's lots of reasons that that judges will yeah. and won't let things happen, and so um, just true. just sort of keep that in mind whenever you're reading all this. Now. Um, so what we basically understand is that Christian Pavone is under some sort of investigation inside of Argentina. Um, we know that the, there seems to be some sort of, whether it's a vanilla one or whether it's this, you know, really difficult bar to cross, but there is some sort of travel restriction on him as they investigate this stuff, um, and go through the, the judicial process, uh, there in Argentina. Um, and then what we now know as well is that he's out for two months, um, and what I've told you on previous shows on Monday, um, and this hasn't changed, is the LA Galaxy remain interested. Uh, they remain ready to make an offer. And so we will, you know, that's that's where we stand um, in, in current thing. But there was a massive, massive sort of, I, I don't know, in Argentina, I've heard this is like earth shattering sort of news, um, which is that Walter Pavon, uh, Christian Pavon's father, uh, went on, I think, a radio station there, um, and it could have been a television station, but John Rojas caught that interview, and uh, our good buddy John translated that and, and basically uh, put the most important parts of it uh, there. 
Uh, so let's read some of the quotes that came out of Walter's mouth here, Eric, and uh, and then let's try to put this in perspective so people understand what this means in Argentina, what it means to Boca, and what it could mean for the LA Galaxy as well. So this is Walter Pavone, and uh, again, John Rojas with the translation here. He says um, that Walter said LA Galaxy wanted to close the deal before surgery uh, so they could take care of that procedure. All right. Um, they say uh, he said uh, Walter Pavone said even now after the surgery they want to close the deal and take care of the recovery process. Okay, LA Galaxy again very interested. That lines up with what I know. Um, the ten million dollar offer for fifty percent of the rights is still there, and they would pay them right away. Meaning Boca, they would pay Boca. The LA Galaxy would pay them right away if Boca would accept that offer. Um, this is, this is one thing. And if you saw it tweeted, I'll correct the one mistype here, but Christian's contract with Boca ends on June, 2022, um, in the state, in the statement, it says 2021, but it's June of 2022. Uh, Walter says, maybe we should take the nine months and suffer. Uh, basically he can start negotiations in December to leave for free in June, which opens up a whole nother, just sort of things that we could, we could talk about as well. Um, Walter says it's true that Christian uh, Christian Pavone told uh, Russo, Boca's coach, uh, that he doesn't want to stay in Boca anymore. Uh, Russo was the only one who treated Christian as a person. Nobody here cares about the human being. Uh, Walter goes on to say there is a rule here, and we will fight to get that. He has to be paid the same salary he had with the LA Galaxy. We've known about that and talked about that. Uh, Walter says nobody from Boca called him to see how the surgery went, how he is feeling, who would drive him home, nothing. Uh, he was released from the hospital late yesterday. The doctors retrieved nine pieces of bone. I thought it was 13, but nine, nine pieces of bone from both ankles. It was an injury that bothered him for a couple of years. Uh, until now, Christian used to play with treatment, suffering pain after each game and crying because of it. Uh, being honest, any option is better than Boca right now, says Walter Pavone. That's boom. That's yeah, that last one. Yeah, I, that, that last one's a heavy one. It, and it's, so, it yeah, seems right now, just uh, and then I'll let you talk about it. It seems right now that in Argentina, this is being, and especially from Boca fans, this is being received as about as well as you could imagine if somebody had said all this stuff about the LA Galaxy. Um, if you're an LA Galaxy fan, you would not tolerate a player sort of, and a player's father coming out and saying this stuff. And we could do a whole podcast on that show. In fact, we could do a week of podcasts <laughs> if a player's dad would come out and say something like this um, and and sort of talk about it. But this is this is this is a monumental shift in the PR game um, coming out of Bo the Boca side right now. And, and that's something that John mentioned after posting this. He says, essentially, this is a war going on right now between Pavone, his family, and, and Boca Juniors, and it's basically playing out in front of the media. And, and that's a, the, these quotes essentially lay that. I just want to go back to something John had mentioned in our, our YouTube chat, how, you know, they operate very differently in Argentina and especially when it comes to soccer, they take those things very seriously. If you've ever watched any documentaries or anything about Boca juniors and river plate and the rivalry and everything that goes on there, uh, th those, those clubs have major sway in that country in terms of, you know, political power in terms of making, you know, regulations move through. So if you cross some of those members, board members of that club or board members, or members of those ultras groups, you can end up in serious trouble uh, in Argentina because it's Boca is an institution uh, bigger than you know maybe any government institution that exists there. So to to cross Boca like this with with what Walter Pavone is saying, he's basically putting the Pavone family as like public enemy number one, and that's it's crazy when you put it like that and you think maybe that's being a little bit hyperbolic but when you think about Argentina being a soccer lover country, Boca Juniors being the biggest soccer club in that country, I, I don't think that's unreasonable to say that this is, puts a big target on Pavone. And we go back to those judgments and things that judges are going to be ruling and putting out, you know, those judges might support soccer teams and they may give unfavorable rulings because they support certain soccer teams. And so this could have, you know, repercussions and, and wavelengths that, that we may not even uh, anticipate in the future. So it, it, you do have to understand that this businesses handled very differently there. And that's something that this could really send shockwaves. But that last line, you know, being honest, any option is better than Boca right now. Everything that's, that's like, you know, a, a slap in the face there, especially if, if you follow that, that team, especially with a player who was as highly touted as Pavone was a couple of years ago, uh, with some of the shouts out shutouts that he was getting right now, it seems like he, he it, even if he wanted to come back or even if they wanted him back, it's it seems done. like that's that's no longer an option. So any leverage that the Galaxy may have already had, it seems like they may have gave, gained even more leverage 
uh, because it seems like he's he's dead to Boca uh, already. And so it makes you think, should, is it worth negotiating? Yeah. Did that price go even further down? Do you wait uh, the, like those nine months? Like he said, it, it brings up even more questions and could imagine if this saga dragged on for another nine nine months another year and a I'm, half i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure uh, i could handle that i i may quit <laughs> if that's the case i let patrick in the chat room says something exactly that i was thinking he's like this pavone thing is a bit too much yes i agree it is a bit too much um it, it's funny because uh I, I saw it somewhere else on social media where where they basically were saying you know pavone might is basically a river a river player at this point you know if you talk about yeah, arch well, rivals uh you know river is is that's that's huge like saying that that would be like saying you know oh well um Sebastian Legette is basically, you know, an LAFC player at this point. That's that's sort of the the understanding of of the the monumental sort of shift. Um, and it means even more in Argentina to say that. I mean, people people could get uh, hurt saying something like that. So yeah. um, it, it's 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 crazy to sort of see this now. Um, whenever I was talking to some LA Galaxy people and some sources about this, you know, they they mentioned that that Christian Pavone had gone to the coach and said, "I don't want to be here anymore. I want out." Um, and so, you know, you can see Walter sort of making, uh, you know, confirming that and, and, and saying that he wants out. Um, and he does, he doesn't want to be there. Uh, he has made it very clear. He wants to be back in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, could that change in terms of if they found him a spot in Europe somewhere that he'd go to? I, I think he would. And, and, you know, Walter even says that any place is better than Boca right now. So any option yeah. is better there. But if you're the LA galaxy, clearly timing is an issue if you want to bring christian pavone in now uh you have to pay money right and and that's sort of where it's at i think the 10 million uh for 50 percent is overpaying um that that values christian pavone at 20 million dollars the 20 million dollars that we were pretty sure that they didn't want to pay uh whenever that was beginning but sometimes you give a little more than you want to give and and you know maybe christian pavone is the integral part of this season that greg vanny really needs and and going out and getting somebody else is is difficult again we've talked about this you know what you get with christian pavone you have a league mvp type player uh who's on the la galaxy who can carry um you know a a bunch of the weight of the la galaxy and who's a dynamic player in in major league soccer so you know you know what you're getting so if you're overpaying there do you think maybe you can make that money back i'll tell you uh if you go on transfer market and you look at christian pavone's value eric it dipped right as he came to the la galaxy and it shot back up again since that um so playing with L, uh, playing with the la galaxy and however much you tr- you 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 trust transfer market and their valuations of players you know they sort of have them at the 16 and a half million dollar range right now um and i think that might be fair i would say closer to 14 uh, if it's me i'm at 7 million for you know 50 percent of the player which it puts you at 14 or i'm at 8 million for you know 40 percent of the uh, uh, uh that, that boca or 60 percent of the player right so yeah well, we, we've reached my favorite part of the show, which is where we, we, we dip into the math. Yes. And so you're, you're right. At 20 million, the Galaxy are not willing to pay that. But for 10 million, for 50%, maybe he's a $10 million player to them. Right. And so you're, you're, your skin isn't in the game for the 20 million. Boca's still in, in the, their skin is in the game for the other half of that. So if you say, okay, 10 million for 50%, maybe two years down the line, uh, you're able to flip them, and maybe you are only able to get 16 million, 15 million. So then you say you get half of that, so you get seven million, seven and a half million back. Then you paid two and a half million to get him for two seasons. Right. Is that worth it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's worth it, and so that makes that makes it a good deal uh, to get Pavone at that price. So when you look at it that way, yeah, 20 million is a high evaluation. But if you're only paying 10, and at the end you're able to recoup at least a little bit. And you say, you know, we paid $6 million to watch Gio Dos Santos not play with the galaxy. So right. 2 million to have Christian Pavone contribute for a couple seasons. That, that seems like a good deal. It, it's just, it, it's, it, it's all these interesting machinations of this stuff. Now, now here's the thing. And, and I think sometimes we get lost in this. I know I get lost in it. So I'm going to clarify it for myself because I remind myself of this all the time. And, and you guys can, if you, if you needed clarification, then I provided it. And if not, you're smarter than me and, and congratulations. But the clarification here is, you know, and, and certainly in chat room, you're like, well, Boca could sell them this summer. They absolutely could sell them this summer. One thing that always has to happen, there's two parts to a deal in soccer, and it's not the same as in, you know, Major League Baseball or the NBA or any internal American sport. In, in Major League Baseball, whenever you trade a player, that trade that trade goes through and it's done. There's no, there's no discussion. The player doesn't have a choice. The player is going. That's where the player is going. Um, that's not the same in soccer. 
And so Boca could try to sell him this summer. And if he doesn't want to go, then they can't reach a deal. There's two discussions that always have to be made, right, Eric? It's the deal between the teams and then the deal between the incoming team and the player for the contract. Those are things that have to happen in order to get a transfer to go. Christian Pavone doesn't have to agree to any of that. He could just sit there and say, nope, you guys have to pay me and I'm not going anywhere except for L.A. Now, again, that could be maybe, you know, they sell him to Arsenal finally, who are going to pay $40 million. They're sure of it. Um, maybe the, and and he's like That's my I, favorite one. Yeah, yeah. And he he wants to go to Arsenal, right? And they can agree to a term and they could go. But bottom line is Christian Pavone has some say in this. So saying that you know they're going to sell him to River or something like that is is you know he could be like nah. That's okay. You guys can keep paying me though, and I'll be I'll play if you want me to. Um, and at this point, I might worry about his safety playing in <laughs> playing at Boca Juniors uh, in yeah. that stadium after what Walter uh, you know sort of put in there. So um, there's some. There's a lot of control here. And if you wanted to, and nine months doesn't get you Christian Pavone. That's the thing everybody doesn't understand. It doesn't get you Christian Pavone. It gets you the ability to negotiate for Christian Pavone for free because if he makes it with Boca through another nine months, you can start negotiating with him in December. And then in June 30th of 2022, his contract comes up. Um, Do you think the LA Gal... I mean, okay, so put Christian Pavone on this roster. Are they winning MLS Cup with Christian Pavone on this current roster as it sits right now? Absolutely not. So maybe he's not the one difference. He's not the one difference. And it would be great to have him, right? Certainly it would be great to have him. Uh, You worry about him not playing for a year and a half or almost two years if if he doesn't go. Yes. I I will say he gives you a much better chance if you you get an eight seed or a seven seed or whatever it is, get hot at the right time, you go on a four-game run streak. With Pavon and your team, you definitely have a better shot at doing that. So I, I don't think it puts him over the hump, but... I, I just want to say, I don't want to totally dismiss it and say right. he's not even worth going after. He's worth going he's, after. He he's is. The type of, yeah. He is. And mostly because you expect to have him for the next, you know, four years, five years. And if that's the case, then you can keep him. Or maybe it's three years and you flip him and you turn him, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. always been the discussion as well. So there's some value in that to do. I think that holds something over Boca's head to get it done. I think the amount of money that he's being paid at Boca holds, gives the LA galaxy some perspective. Every time I say this, I get yelled at by Boca fans thinking that the LA galaxy have zero leverage in this. And the more that, you know, Walter talks, the more that, you know, Christian Pavone talks, the more that you see this stuff, I'm convinced the LA galaxy have a good sizable amount of, of leverage in this. And they don't have to do much. They get to sit there with their hands folded and said, well, yeah. we didn't, we didn't tell Walter to say that, you know, yeah. oh, we didn't, we didn't tell Christian Pavone to come tell you guys. So we just, we just want the players. So, you know, Hey, yeah. it's not us. We're just the good guys. Whenever you want to meet us halfway, you can. And I'll go back to this thing that, that, that I keep repeating and I'll be a broken record on this. If there was a better offer, Boca would be happy to take that better offer. So if no one else is at the dance, then I, I think the galaxy have absolutely all the leverage, especially after these comments made by Walter. We'll see. It could all possibly maybe <laughs> fall apart. Tomorrow it's going to go sideways because that's how it goes. Thursday live show. We stretched for an hour and we, then tomorrow we made it. I, I, Pavone to Arsenal for yeah, 30 million. Yeah, I won in my heart tonight. That's all that really matters. I'm going <laughs> to feel good about myself tonight whenever I go to sleep. And, it, you know, everybody else, I again, uh, I had a 15 minute interview with Megan Riza here that was going to fill in a whole bunch of time. And we wouldn't <laughs> have to talk about Christian Pavone. But at the same time, so, I mean, yes, there's a lack of news, right? I mean, you could you could dig into stuff and we could go over the roster again and tell you how there's a whole bunch of holes, which we've been telling you about. So that's there. Um, you This team is lacking playmakers. They're, it's unfortunate that Christian Pavone, if he signs with the LA Galaxy, won't get the flutter of your heart that it should get because he's been with the LA Galaxy already. So it's basically like you're just keeping the player and you already know what he can do. And so you don't get excited about it. But you should, yeah. if if he comes back to the team in a condition that the LA Galaxy can keep him in, in terms of all of the allegations go away and you know everything is cleared and Christian Pavone can come in here and you know the Galaxy again are not worried. I mean, there is an attitude in the front office right now that it's a matter of time for Christian Pavone in terms of when the deal will get done. It's going to get yeah. done. That's that's the attitude that is coming out of there. It's going to get done. Um, it's just a matter of when it gets done and. Uh, like I said on Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday night, because we didn't record on Monday. Um, I I think that maybe you you, you look at um, just sort of uh, what Christian Pavone um, means to this team, um, and and what the LA Galaxy sort of see in him, and understand that they're they're all in. I mean, they're all mm-hmm. in on him, and they seem confident in that. So 
I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, don't do it. You've heard me already. So uh, yeah. they'll be patient. Get past that point. Yeah, they'll be patient. And it's taking forever. Everybody's well aware of that. So, yeah. um, hey, you know, somebody in the chat room asked, though, there were some signings the LA Galaxy made. Um, so O'Neill Fisher um, yes. and then uh, Carlos Harvey. So where, where, do, where do you feel? Uh, where, where, how do you feel about those signings? Well, I, I really like the O'Neill Fisher signing because I, I all of the DC United fans seem to be bummed that he was leaving. So mm-hmm. whenever a fan base is upset that a player is leaving, that's a good sign. It means you're getting a, a, a someone who, at the very least, is a good dude and someone who's who's beloved by the fans. Uh, and then Bill Amid also made a comment how the LA Galaxy are getting a good one. He was ready on Instagram Live today, running the beach. Just seems like someone who. A, 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 hate to be this guy, you know, a good locker room character guy, someone who you want to be around and just seems like they, they, they have their act together. So I'm excited uh, for him to help out of that right back position to help spell Araujo and, you know, maybe even, you know, or play for that starting spot and light a fire under Araujo so he doesn't get complacent either. So I really like uh, that signing. And then the Carlos Harvey signing, it's kind of funny. You were mentioning a win. It's a matter of when, not if Pavone gets signed. And it's unfortunate because this saga has dragged on for so long that when he finally gets signed, it's going to be a, you know, a sigh of relief instead of a celebration. Right. So when the galaxy tweeted out Carlos Harvey, it says black or back in the blue, white and gold, uh, you know, and I thought, Oh, they signed him. And then it's, it's, it's Carlos Harvey. So it's like, Oh, well that, that was disappointing. That was under <laughs> underwhelming. He's been with the team. It's not necessarily uh, something there. So it's like, okay. And that that's no disrespect to Carlos Harvey, but it, it's not someone who's going to be a game changer. It's not that playmaker. It's another depth piece. He played 105 minutes last season, so it's not super exciting. Uh, so, so again, not super excited about that one. The O'Neill Fisher one, really like that one. And then there's supposed to be a bevy. I was told. Who, who told you? Signings. Who told you this stuff? <laughs> there, there are sources and people that I've heard uh-huh. more signings are coming. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Who who else is coming? Because they definitely need a little bit more help. Balic is still scoring goals for Lask, and he was the the last sort of new addition to the to the rumor mill. Um, I still think there's five to nine signings. You know, there's now what uh, three to seven more signings. Here's the thing: is where's the game changers? I, I need to. Yeah. I, 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 I the Galaxy are still <laughs> short one or two game changers. Uh, as far as I'm talking about. And I, I know everybody, I love the overreaction of everybody freaking out. Jonathan Dos Santos is a central attacking midfielder. Are you upset about that? Greg Vanny says that he can be a, a central attacking midfielder. I'm upset about it, yeah. <laughs> I, I To me, JDS, his best games have been as a six, breaking up plays, going mm-hmm. back defensively, and being the spark to start the offense, but not being, he's not the playmaker in the offense. You know, he can be someone who's a good through line. Right. But I don't, you know, I don't see him as I always like to use the term pull the strings. I don't see him as someone who pulls the strings. So if he's the person you're relying on to do that, one, who's going to be the person then in that six role yes. that breaks things up? Vanny says Vanny says they're finding somebody that they're okay. they're hunting well, for a, a defensive midfielder. So if you're able to find someone to do that and maybe that frees Jonathan up to do that, okay, then maybe we'll see. We haven't seen him do it, or I personally haven't seen him do it. You have uh, though. Even, you have though. Whenever, have he, yes, whenever he's played for Mexico, <laughs> he plays in a more advanced role. We've seen that, right? And we've seen him score more goals for Mexico than he does for the Galaxy. And one of the reasons is that he is played in a more advanced role because they have the good pieces in the central. I, I don't know if it works out, but am I going to sit here at me? Am I going to question Greg Vanny on this one? I'm not. And Jonathan Dos Santos seems as motivated as Chicharito right now. And if you look at some of those guys, um, those are the guys who are in early right now. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos is working out. You know, uh, Chicharito is working out. Uh, they're doing it together, uh, I think, in socially distanced ways. So that way they can, you know, sort of stay in there. But, you know, we're getting to the... Um, we're, we're getting to the point now where you have to start filling out a starting roster. And I said, I think a couple weeks ago that you should absolutely be upset if Dennis DeClosa goes to, you know, the, the start of the season with the roster that as sort of as it's set now. And I think you, you as fans should start being upset if there's not some serious signings in this, uh, a, a good central defensive midfielder is somebody like Perry kitchen, who I would have put back and I would have probably tried to sign. There's other better ones. Certainly. Um, but I think you knew what you could get with Perry and instead he went to, you know, a place where, uh, in Columbus, um, which what he'll, he'll, zips. Yeah, he'll be appreciated there, um, yeah. for that. So, so that's where they're, they're, they're seeing stuff. Um, you have to add some game changers. You Pavone is a game changer. You have to add him to the roster. We're assuming that he gets added to the roster. 
but you need one other person. You need another winger. I mean, you need somebody. Alexander Katai could have been a really good signing for the LA Galaxy. If you see in the limited number of games that he had with the LA Galaxy, he had more shots than anybody else. Um, so, you know, and he was sort of in preseason form still and wasn't getting a yeah. whole bunch of minutes whenever that happened. So there was a chance there, but he's never been replaced since he left. Exactly. So that's a huge issue. Um, you have to find another person who's going to score goals and you have to find people who are going to be able to, to find Chicharito in spots. And maybe, you know, Kevin's of the belief that there has to be a second striker played with Chicharito. I don't know if that's the case, and I don't know if that's how Greg Vanny is going to do it. Uh, he may have somebody like Jonathan Dos Santos slip in there or Sebastian Legette, who yeah, is going to be pushed. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that was what we mentioned in the text thread at when that came up. If if Jonah moves to the cam, then that shifts Legette out of place, and so maybe uh, you take a page out of Greg Berhalter's book and you put Legette as kind of a withdrawn striker playing off of Chicharito, and I don't hate that either. So uh, if you know, someone I forget who mentioned it in the, in the chat as well. If Vanny thinks that that's how JDS can best be used, then you know, let's let's give it a shot. Let's see how it works. You know, you you mentioned it's worked for a few games in Mexico. Uh, you know, so I, I understand he's played that role. I just don't think that's where he's best. Uh, for Jonathan Dos Santos. So, but if, if you bring someone else in to help spell him, you know, maybe shift the jet to doing a little bit, something different and give everyone a new role. Maybe that they'll play with some new excitement and they have something new to play for a new challenge. And you'll see a team that isn't complacent, uh, which is maybe a good thing. So maybe, maybe it is a good thing to see these roster shakeups and tactics shakeups. This could be an exciting, uh, even with limited roster moves, uh, you know, maybe their new roster positions and that's right. where you get your bang for your buck. Yeah, it, something has to change here. I know it's 25 to 30 currently signed, um, expecting more spots to open up there. So I imagine the Galaxy probably have six or seven other signings that they can still make, uh, maybe as many as nine um, whenever you're looking at the roster and whether or not those draft picks get any chance at seeing first team minutes will be interesting to see as well. Um, Joe in the chat room had a good question. Why did Christian Pavon wait so long to have surgery? Uh, this was a known issue after the season. It could have been taken care of. Uh, I think that this negotiation certainly had threw a wrench in all of that. And if you looked at Walter's um, sort of statements is that, you know, the LA Galaxy wanted to handle this surgery and handle the recovery process. And, you know, it gets to the point where you can't wait any longer and you have to do it if you want to be back there. And I think that's sort of where um, where we're sitting now is. So I don't know that it was Christian Pavone's decision to wait this long, but um, yeah. it's a little unfortunate that this couldn't get wrapped up uh, in all this uh, a lot sooner. This this was the deadline. I think if if he was this was the latest that he could possibly wait yeah. to get it. I think like you like you mentioned, they, they wanted the galaxy to be done with this earlier. That way, they could have already taken care of it and been been done with it. But it seems like we're past the point where the season's going to start in April. This is the absolute last time that you have. So regardless if he's under Boca's care or the galaxy's care, this is this was the deadline to get it done. And at the very least, he got it done on that deadline. Uh, a lot of this is just it's a very tumultuous slash uh, long off season. And it, it you know, it, the season ended later, so it's not technically long, but it is long with the pandemic. And, and then they pushed it back to push the season back. So there's a lot of things that just still have to be. And, and you know, uh, again, the the primary transfer window, the first transfer window is open until June 1st. Um, <laughs> so yeah. there's plenty of times to add. Um, all these different things in here. That's uh, I had his see. I like this. So 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 we just got a super chat uh, from B Lent in in there uh, for five dollars. We appreciate that. Uh, and he's starting a crowd crowd fund to get John Rojas on the show. I want you to know that one, I will gladly take your money, and two, I will get John Rojas on the show for free. John and I talk a lot. <laughs> Um, jokes on you I'm taking yeah, a break yeah yeah exactly I, I don't care so yeah if you want to start Thanks. that go ahead but, but I, shout out to you B-Lang. good call <laughs> yeah I, I want I want to hear John on the show okay good we will we will yeah, get, get me out of here we will get John on the show um here <laughs> in the, in the near future maybe even next week because I know Eric you're going to take a little break from some shows here for a little while um so that means Larry and Sophie um and maybe we'll have John on as well as a as a special guest co-host because that'll be fun uh and he can school me on all things Boca and soccer because he's smarter than me he used to be my press box buddy he he used to sit next to me and we would talk about different things and then I would be smarter and then he left and now I'm more stupid. So, um, Hey, that's how it works. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, it's funny. How much does John Rojas charge? You know, I think $20 is how much John Rojas charges. I don't, I don't <laughs> do know. A hundred dollars. Yeah. Do I hear 21. Yeah. Do I have 20? Yeah. How, however it works. Yeah. Uh, um, Good stuff. 
I think the last thing I was sort of want to say is I still am expecting more signings. I don't have any specifics. Um, I know that there was a certain number that still has to come in. Uh, and I think another G2 signing possibly. And you would guess that it would be Cuevas because that he's the sort of the next guy in the set. I, got, I just want to be able to sub him in for set pieces. And if, if we could do that, um, I, I think the LA galaxy would have a lot <laughs> more fun. That needs to be a thing. You need to be able like to. Them- yeah. I was going to say, it's like the Mighty Ducks. You bring him in for the knuckle puck and then, and then, then pull bring him out. Him back out. Yeah, exactly. 100%. He can hit the knuckle the knuckle ball uh, and and put it in the back of the net. But Cuevas, I, I don't know that it's Cuevas. In fact, I've told that I don't think it was Cuevas. So um, we'll have to wait and see who it is. I thought maybe Augie Williams is the other one. And then that gives you another striker option between Zubak and Chicharito. I don't hate that. I don't like the inexperience at the MLS level. I don't like the proven goal scorer keeper at the highest level in the United States, which is sort of one of those guys that you need. Even if you get a guy, Eric, who knocks in five or six a year as sort of a sub off the bench for, you know, in the striker position, that's what you need to be able to change things up and bring a guy in who's going to get, you know, shots on goal and the galaxy don't have that. So that's a thin spot. We talk about no right wing. That's a thin spot. There's no left wing currently either. Wingers are a problem right now. Um, even if you There's left wing, right wing, yeah. striker, cam, CDM, <laughs> oh. we've got plenty. I, I, I would like to see, I think you can get, a an MLS veteran, someone who's been around and scores five what's, or six what's goals. What's Alan or Gordon you, doing? What's Alan yeah, Gordon doing? Or, yeah. or you can give Augie Williams a shot, which I, I'd like to see it. I, I think I'd prefer him over maybe some of our backup strikers. I agree. To me, he's in the system. Give, give him that shot. I think that I'd like to see that. Let's see how it goes. Um, Aaron, by the way, says Len Hart. Uh, bring back Len Hart. No, I don't think, I don't think there's, there's a couple players that you can't touch um, that could never be an LA Galaxy player. Uh, and he's, he's one, I think he might be top of the list actually. Um, you know, him and probably Carlos Vela, um, are the other two that could never, ever be LA galaxy players ever in the history of Galaxy. They just, I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't work. And you say that of course, and there'll be some weird deal that happens. Time will go past Eric and you know, somebody will show up at the LA galaxy. That you never thought like David Bingham, um, come into the, to the LA galaxy. So a lot of things to, uh, to pay attention to. Um, I am working on some interviews for next week. So we'll see if we can get those. And then of course I have a Megan Riza interview that I just have to figure out how to edit and be able to put in here with the sound. The sound would have been nice. That was the big problem. There was no sound, which is hard to do um, that stuff in there. All right. Um, Anything else? No, like, like you mentioned, got some exciting life changes happening up. It's all good. So I'll be taking a little break. So I'll be excited to join, join the chat and, and look from afar. So, you know, shout out to you. I'll see you guys. The funny thing is, April 17th, I'll take a nice little break and then the season still won't have it started and we probably still won't have signed Pavone. So plenty of time <laughs> to come back and get things going. But yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. Okay. All right. Good to go. Um, all right. Then if you're good, I'm good. Uh, should be back to normal schedule Monday, Thursday next week. Just a, a heads up on that. Uh, I was, I was traveling this weekend. Don't travel. I've already said that on Mondays, but don't, don't, don't travel. You don't, you don't need to do that. Um, and for everybody who's looking for the cursing from us, um, I would say that usually if you go to the discord, you can find me cursing at something in the discord. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm usually pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, so anyway, uh, Francisco Reyes, a, a little $3 in there, uh, crowdfund for Walter Pavone. I like the cut of his jib indeed. Uh, that man does not mess around. We thank you for that, Francisco. I like that. Yep, always good. Um, all right, Eric, tell people where they can find you and we'll get on out of here. All right, as always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You could also find me on Instagram at GalaxyProfoul. That's Galaxy, P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And like Josh, Josh Minson, the, the Discord is always going. If you're into WandaVision and spoilers, you know, go to the, that channel. We've got everything in the Discord for you. Yeah, it should be uh, a, a lot of fun. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, podcast videos, articles, all that stuff right there for you, cornerofthegalaxy.com. That does it for a very busy week. Uh, for Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Beer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.